What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday. We're talking linebackers. It's so close, people. Training camp is so close. A week from tomorrow, the Packers will be on the practice field. But until then, we march on with our positional previews. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about our good friends over at, that's right, you guessed it, Ticket King. Oh, yeah. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992, and they're staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket related. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. Make sure you check them out, people. Ticket King can be found at the link in the description of this video. You can also use the Cheesehead TV app. If you go to the schedule on the app, we have links to each individual game corresponding with each game you gotta try it get yourself to a packers game either home or away they're all there um and while we're here talking about friends why don't we give a shout out to our friends at the official green bay packers yearbook that's right the 2022 yearbook for the green bay packers you can get it at packersyearbook.com make sure you use promo code chtv for 10 percent off that's code chtv for 10% off your official 2022 Green Bay Packers yearbook. Do it, people. You know you want to. You know what else you want to do? You want to watch this defense. You want to watch this defense lay waste. And they're going to be able to do so because of the talent at the linebacker position. Now, before I launch into this, yes, I have combined the interior guys with the edge guys because I got a bit of a life, and I don't want to be here all night talking about a 1,000 people uh, so I, I'm, I've, you know, looked at the top tier, the dudes who I think are probably going to be on the squad. Some of the guys will be fighting for a roster spot. Some of the camp body guys I've left left for your imaginations. But you never know. You never know who might jump up in 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 uh, training camp. Hopefully, somebody puts egg on my face and says, "Hey, you should have had me in your preview." But we shall see as we march along here. Um, you talk about linebackers, though, either position you got to start with your All-Pro, and you got to start with Devondre Campbell. Uh, he was a first-team All-Pro last season, re-signed with Green Bay on a five-year deal. Big reward for a guy who absolutely brought it on a discounted rate in 2021. Uh, that has been rectified. Clearly, hopefully, just the tip of the iceberg. Second year in the system with Joe Barry. Uh, 146 tackles last year. Two sacks, two interceptions. The man delivered. Hopefully we get a lot more of the same in 2022. His running mate last year was Chris Barnes, a former undrafted free agent back in 20. Uh, I would say to my eye, I mean, you can ask around, I guess. Maybe people have varying opinions on this, but I say he had his best game as a pro in Kansas City. And I know he hit the ground running a couple years ago in Minneapolis, and that's the game that really caught people's eye. We had the nice play on the screen and, had a lot of tackles, et cetera. And he's been up and down throughout his career in Green Bay. There's no doubt about it. The consistency is what concerns you. But when he is right and he's playing uh, with abandon, so to speak, and just see ball, get ball, you get games like you saw against the Chiefs. He was outstanding in that game. Um, finished third on the team with 79 tackles last season. And you got to think, regardless of what happens with the rotation, he will be in it. The, the rotation, that is. And possibly, you know, 
definitely relegated in some of the more obvious passing situations, but still holds value, I would say, for a team that struggled against the run last year, partly due to what was going on in front of him. I think he is not completely an afterthought this season. Um, clearly, he will be seeing the bench more because of this guy, Quay Walker, their first first round selection in this past April's draft started all 15 games for Georgia last season had a team high eight tackles in the college football championship um he was a man possessed in that game you talk about sideline to sideline you talk about showcasing the speed that we've heard so much about go and watch that game it's insane crazy how much he just jumps off the screen excited to see him pair with Campbell in the middle lots been talked about I actually just talked to Rob Demosky for the Shameless Packers podcast, Patreon members, you'll want to check that out, about how quickly he's been inserted into basically every package. And they are definitely force-feeding him into the lineup so far in this offseason. We'll see if that continues here in training camp. you got to think it will. His athleticism is tantalizing. His speed is something that we all know, if you've watched the Packers for any length of time, you know how they've had a glaring lack of speed for so long this kid can turn and run he can cover tight ends he can cover backs out of the backfield he's got the twitch that a lot of their guys have not throughout the years he's going to be able to handle change of direction quick short bursts won't give him issues so exciting to see what the Packers cook up with him and Campbell together Um, next up we have Brandy's favorite linebacker that'd be Ty Summers a former seventh round selection back in 2019 He has 52 career tackles. Of course, he is a special teams guy. That's what you're looking for from your former seventh rounders. 908 special team snaps in 46 career games. There's no doubt that he is going to be on the bubble in this camp. Um, He's done good work for them, but they are coming off a season where special teams was atrocious, and he was a stalwart on special teams. You've got to move forward. You've got to improve. You've got to develop. And I'm not saying that he was the cause of it, but he's certainly a component, and you've got to get better. So he is going to have to have a pretty solid camp, if not a fantastic camp, I would say, in if he hopes to stick around. Um, one of the guys probably vying for more time in that regard would be Isaiah McDuffie. Packer sixth-round selection last year, played 192 snaps on special teams, uh, second-team All-ACC back in 20. Um, I know he's been getting a little run from scrimmage there in the offseason. I think most of that is going to be in a reserve role, but – um, this is a guy who really needs to step up and improve their special teams by his play. Uh, you're not going to be able to just change everything overnight because of Rich Bisaccia. These players have to develop, and a big part of that is guys like Isaiah McDuffie continuing to develop, jumping from year one to year two. And then there's a name that you maybe haven't heard a whole lot of, but Ray Wilborn, I know, got a lot of run in the offseason. Um, I think some reporters were a little surprised to see him getting reps over both McDuffie and Ty Summers. But as Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee a couple weeks ago, you know, let's all take a breath. Guys running around in shorts, not time to anoint anyone. Um, Wilburn's a former undrafted free agent for Atlanta back in 20. He played safety and linebacker in college. And at Ball State, he had 166 tackles, three sacks, and four interceptions. And the more I look at this kid, you know what he reminds me of? Is Oren Burks. And it's fine if you're an undrafted free agent to be an Oren Burks type. The problem for the Packers is they drafted Oren Burks in the third round and jumped up to get him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That ain't great. But we'll see what Wilborn does here in camp once the pads come on. I'm excited to see if he can uh, continue his forward momentum. Uh, then we kick to the outside, obviously, and we get to uh, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Bane himself. It's Rashawn Gary, Packers' former first-round selection. Nine and a half sacks last year, 81 pressures, which was third in the league for edge rushers, just so you know. Um, earlier this spring, the Packers picked up his fifth-year option. Big, big year expected from Gary. Uh, alongside, bookended with this man, Preston Smith who signed a four-year extension this past offseason, coming off a season where he saw got to the quarterback nine times, forced two fumbles. The man absolutely came to play. Stalwart when it comes to setting the edge. Great against the run. Really, really kind of upped his game when it came to adding a little bit of uh, counter to some of his bull rushes. Um, he did miss the first game ever in the history of his NFL career last season which is crazy to think about a guy who's playing down in and down out in the NFL at all. Um, the fact that he lasted that long was the sixth year before missing a game against Washington, which is unfortunate because it was his old team, but um, just an iron man. And the crazy part was, is he was back the next week. So it was just a one game that he missed. Um, yeah. Excited to see what these two can do. Terrorizing quarterbacks all season long. We got a guy who got a lot of playing time down the stretch last year due to injuries. In front of him, Jonathan Garvin, who was a seventh-round selection back in 20, has one-and-a-half career sacks. That full sack was against Justin Fields. Always appreciate a bear killer. Um, 19 tackles and five QB hits last season. I think Jonathan surprised some people with his consistency. I don't think he jumps out at you. I don't think the tape is like a wow factor or anything like that. But there's no doubt that it was not too big for him. He held the edge a hell of a lot better than most guys in that situation situation would have you got to think you know teams know these guys are coming off the bench they don't have a lot of experience they're going to run at them he did not get run over he did not get targeted he held his own in that regard um, he's never going to be a pass rushing demon not going to be a quick twitch guy but you really like the depth and the experience that he got last year having to play all those snaps in the second half of the season should pay off um, here in 2022 and we have the draft pick Kingsley and Barre fifth round pick in this past April's draft, 24 career tackles for loss, 15 sacks and 19 quarterback hurries there in college. First team, all sec in back in 20. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm going I'm to hold judgment here because you never really know looking at the college tape when they're going against offensive tackles who, you know, are probably, uh, I don't know, ahead of a athletic uh, group somewhere rather than actually playing football later in life. But I like uh, the prospect of adding an edge rusher who can add a little bend, a little wiggle in his pass rush, not just have a one-trick pony who's constantly trying to bull rush somebody. Um, and it's all about opportunities and making the most of him. And if he can show he's consistent, uh, there's no doubt that with some of the five-man stuff they like to do, maybe he gets a chance to put his hand on the ground and get upfield. Um, going to be Going to be fun to watch, see how much kind of, 
you know, opportunity he gets here starting next week. And then finally for this preview, we've got Tipa, Nalale, the undrafted free agent back in 20, played seven games last season. And I tell you what, everyone thought this kid was going to get run over. I mean, let's look at this picture. The guy just looks small. Um, you know, Mike Smith joked he needed to put on 10 more pounds before they could throw him out there. And then injuries forced him onto the field and he held his own. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he was perfect. He certainly got taken advantage of on a few occasions, but for the most part, he held up a hell of a lot better than I expected him to in the run game. Um, he did show some pass rush, so he's got a killer spin move. If he can get on the field in some obvious passing situations, I think he can still help the Packers. And with this team, having lost to Darius Smith, you're going to need help along the edge. I think that opens the gate. I think that allows him probably to make this team because he does give them something when it comes to rushing the passer. So there you have it. You know, there are a few, there are a handful of guys. I know there's a like Ladarius Hamilton, etc. Those guys will certainly make their case here in a couple weeks when the pads come on and we'll see. Hopefully one of them makes me look foolish. But as far as the guys I see really either definitely on the squad or competing for a spot, that's your, that's your rundown. Hello everybody in the comments. Good to see everybody. I hope you're all doing well. So good to see. Oh, look at all the regulars. We got Preston up in here already with a super chat. What's up, man? Gary with more potential than prime Clay Matthews? I don't know. Different players, man. Different players. Um, it's interesting because I think Clay was certainly had that Tasmanian devil thing going on, right? Where he could get to the quarterback, hooker by crook, any which way. You never really knew what you were going to see, especially early in his career, from down to down. Whereas with Rashawn, I think we all know he loves that power, right? He loves making that that kind of bull rush. He has started to develop a few things off of it. He's done a really good job improving his hand placement and his technique and things of that nature. I, it's hard for me to sit here and say that Gary has reached peak Clay Matthews yet, though. I think that hopefully happens this season. Um, more potential? Yeah, I think the sky's the limit. And I do think it's going to be fascinating to watch how much the rest of his career plays out now that he's going to be on the field basically full time. Now, clearly you don't run a guy throughout an entire game every single week, but um, don't you know? forget Clay was on the field right away all the time, his rookie year. Whereas with Rashawn, he had time to kind of sit, marinate, so to speak, while Preston and Zedarius did their thing. So hopefully this year, last year, where he had to play all as much as he did, leads him to an even better season in 2022. Uh, what else we got? Ed, what's going on, man? Thanks for the super chat. Have any wide receivers of note come out of the CFL? Oh man, what was the kid's name? I was, I was gonna make a joke about the guy who was in camp last last couple years for the Packers, but no, the name has totally escaped me. Um, but yes, I gotta I I I can not can't remember a name off the top of my head, but I do know that viable players, and I do believe receivers have come out of that league. Um it's a it's a jump. It's a jump to make. There's no doubt about it. But essentially, eventually, football is football. I know pass rushers have come out of the CFL. Of that, there is no doubt. Receivers, can't think of any top flight guys, but I think for sure there are guys around the league who have had time in the CFL before making the jump to National Football League. Uh, Robin, how are you, man? Good to see you. Thanks for staying up with me. Quay will play everywhere. He'll probably be do the ironing, too. I mean, that is that is a good thing to point out when it comes to Quay Walker. He will not only be playing on the inside, but he will kick out 
to the outside. We saw some of that in the offseason. Definitely saw that while he was at Georgia. There's no question that they will try to utilize his skill set in every single capacity that they can throughout the defensive front. And again, his speed, you can't teach it. You can't learn it. It's going to be fun to watch. No doubt about it. <laughs> Soder. Unlike Nags, I don't have a life, so I would wait. You know, I got I got I got a guest coming here to the LiveX studio this evening. I got to be ready for. I got to be ready for Packers trivia at six o'clock Eastern, five central. Please join me. I hope you will. I got stuff going on. Reggie Beglaton. Thank you, Joey the Jaguar. I knew you'd be on it. Reggie Beglaton. Who could forget, other than myself, superstar Reggie Beglaton? Oh man, I don't need to make fun. I thought Reggie, I thought had a good camp last summer. So what do they know? Joe, what's going on, man? Thanks for the super chat. Fewer and fewer public practices every year. Why are the Packers trying to kill training camp? Will open camp even be a thing in a decade? I hear you, Joe. I actually was joking with that uh, about that with Rob on the podcast a little earlier. Um, they're not trying to kill it. It's just the way training is now. Guys being, you know, 365 athletes, they don't need camp to get into shape. As far as what's necessary to get your team ready to play football, don't forget two years ago, three years ago now, they spent an entire offseason on Zoom, had a few, like, what, two weeks of training camp, and then played a regular fucking season. If that doesn't tell you how pretty unnecessary training camp is for the most part, not in its entirety, but for the most part, that's why it's been pared down. That There you go. There's your answer. Um, you know, look, is it frustrating? Is it, you know, does it feel, you know, like training camp is going away a little bit? Yeah, it does. But as Packers fans, you're still light years better than, say, Seattle or Washington or any of these places that have like, or Philadelphia, where have like, oh, we have one open practice. This is your day. They do that in some cities where they have the one day where fans can come watch. Like what? Or um, you can have, you can come, but you got to pay. It's tickets. It's admission. You got to pay money, blah, blah, blah. That's not in Green Bay yet. Thank God. You know, they have open practices. Now, not a ton. I mean, I think they have 12 this time around. Uh, we used to be what? We used to get 24, 25, but. You know, it's just a different world, man. It's a different NFL. They don't need all that time. They don't need all that kind of hitting and hollering, so to speak. Um, I understand the frustration, but that's the league that uh, that's the way the league has gone. No doubt about that. Next year's joint practice needs to be with Buffalo. That would be cool. Remember, that's what Mike Sherman did back in there. Oh no, it was McCarthy. McCarthy did that back in the day. Had. Uh, Buffalo in for joint practices. Joe Horn played in the CFL. There you go, Soder. Cell phone god himself. I love it. Uh, Detroit only has three or four. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, what else we got? Rams requested to play Packers in London. Yes, Clayton. That was the report a couple weeks ago. Or I guess now it's a couple months ago. Prior to the schedule coming out. Uh, it was put out there that the Rams had re- and verified later by the league that the Rams did indeed request to play the Packers in London. I think most likely because they are sick of going to Lambeau late in the year and don't want to be cold and losing again. But yeah, they asked to play them in London, which I think would have been a great matchup. Talk about a marquee game, but uh, it was not to be. 
Well, let's see. So glad trivia is at five again. Most hated. It'll be at, uh, yes, six Eastern, five Central. Uh, and then, unfortunately for you, sir, just a little housekeeping note here. I want to make sure I got this correct for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, trivia is again at three Eastern, two Central. There is no trivia on Thursday. Too much going on, both Live X with myself. And then final trivia will be Friday at 6 Eastern, 5 Central. So mark your calendars. Joey the Jaguar, you got to get ready to defend your title, your bragging rights for the 24 hours that you've had it. M, what's up, man? In Kansas City, Barnes made a tackle for the ages, preventing a touchdown. I keep watching it from time to time. Uh, it's a phenomenal play. I remember if you watch the broadcast, Troy Aikman talks about how they like linebackers don't ever make that play anymore. And he absolutely stuck it and prevented a touchdown. And I know Kansas City was going to go for it, and then they had a false start and whatever. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal play. And he, he was everywhere that game. So well done. John, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate it, man. What's up, Nags? It's been a while since I've caught one of these. Thanks for all your amazing content and keeping me smart on the green and gold. Go Pack Go. Thank you, John. It's really nice of you to say. I greatly, greatly appreciate the sentiment. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. We are so close, people. A week from tomorrow, Packers will be on the practice field. And then on this month, upcoming Monday, I will be in Green Bay for the shareholders meeting. It's all happening, people. We are so close. Please, please, please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide.